Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a decent bank holiday weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It is Tuesday the 4th of May and our top story today is that seven people have been injured, two of them seriously, following an explosion and a fire at a house in Ashford. The blast happened at a property in Millview in the Willsborough part of town just before eight this morning. Our reporter Alex G has been there today. Well, it is a tragic scene in Willsborough as emergency services continue to work on the remains of a house that has been completely destroyed by an explosion. A total of seven people have been injured. Five of those have been taken to the William Harvey Hospital with with what have been described as minor injuries, while two have been airlifted to a London hospital with far more serious injuries. Residents earlier reported being woken up by the explosion, which they said tore through the road and shook windows and doors. Well, police have told the Kent Online podcast that everyone has now been accounted for. They've also added that they're still trying to work out what caused the explosion, although it's not being treated as suspicious. Pictures and video at Kent Online today show how the property has been destroyed in the blast. Alex has also been speaking to Frankie Habgood, who lives nearby. You live locally and you you heard the explosion. Can you tell me what that was like? Um, it felt like the house was shaking, the windows were shaking. Um, I actually thought it was the wind at first, something had come flying through the house. Um, and it wasn't until a couple of minutes after, a couple of seconds after, I heard the sirens. Um, and then I got up, looked out the window, and there was just people everywhere. It, it must be quite scary for something. It, like it's that. terrifying. I mean, because when we, we first see what was going on, we went to the end of the road. Um, and we was told by someone up there that they thought there could have been another explosion because of the two houses adjacent to the one that exploded, you know, but it's it's quite scary, you know, and the people that it's affected, you know, but Ashford is quite a close-knit community, so, you know, people will stick together, they will help each other, you know, it's, it's it's just horrendous. The Salvation Army have set up at a village hall to support those who've been affected by what's happened today. Let's hear now from Paul Ramsden, who is from Kempfire and Rescue. So currently we're in a phase where the where the fire is under control, but we're trying to extinguish all the hot spots that are left. But to do that, we need to isolate the gas and electricity. And due to the extensive damage to the property, that needs to be done by digging up the, the road to actually isolate that road. Um, so once that's done, we can then get back into the into the property to ensure that we can extinguish the fire and then obviously hand that over so there's a, a full investigation to be carried out. Um, but at the moment, we don't believe that uh, there's any suspicious circumstances for the actual cause of the incident. We had seven fire engines at the height, uh, our technical rescue team, a height vehicle, um, our hazardous uh, air response team from CCAM and a number of CCAM and police. Um, so that was our initial call to it. That has been scaled down slightly, um, but we've got technical rescue that are uh, they're able to look at the stability, look at the shoring up to ensure that we can carry out the safe extinguishment of the fire. So although there may seem a lot of people here, um, they're all obviously busy doing their roles to ensure that it's safe to continue and then obviously conclude the incident and allow the public to get back into their properties. We can, of course, continue to keep updated on this story and any further developments at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News.
Candles are due to be lit tonight in memory of murdered Kent PCSO Julia James. The 53-year-old's body was found not far from her home in Snowdown near Elsham exactly a week ago after she'd taken her dog out for a walk. People living nearby have been told to stay vigilant and last week police said they had no suspects or any idea of a motive. Our reporter Lydia Chandler-Hicks has been back in Snowdown. Well, today marks one week since PCSO Julia James was tragically found dead near Woodland, not far from where I'm standing now. I'm in Snowdown in Julia's home hamlet where this afternoon her colleagues in Kent Police are carrying out road checks. They're pulling over drivers and questioning them about whether they were in this area this time last week, trying to find out if anyone has any information that might help them in their murder investigation and might help them apprehend Julia's killer. Now that murder investigation is still very much underway. This afternoon Kent Police have said they're continuing to follow a number of lines of inquiry and they're examining all possibilities in terms of motive and suspects. At 2.30 this afternoon, Julia's colleagues held a minute's silence in her memory and at 7 o'clock this evening, her family are inviting anyone who wishes to to light a candle and place it in their doorway in memory of Julia James. The number of COVID deaths in Kent has fallen by more than 80% in a month. Latest figures show 16 people in the county died within 28 days of testing positive in April. That's compared to 93 in March. The monthly total is the lowest since September and no coronavirus deaths at all were recorded in Dartford, Gravesham, Sevenoaks, Maidstone or Tunbridge Wells. Foreign ministers from the UK, US and other big nations have met for the first time in person for more than two years. The G7 meeting in London is looking at issues including China, Russia and Iran. Chair of the Foreign Affairs Select Committee and Tunbridge and Malling MP Tom Tugendhat says he hopes they'll also discuss the pandemic too. There should be a recess in countries' attitudes towards each other after COVID, we've learned, I think, pretty clearly the dependence on each other. And so I hope that we'll look to cooperate much more closely. And I hope that this G7 is going to set that agenda. Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab is chairing the discussions. There are screens between the ministers as part of the tight coronavirus restrictions. Four people have been arrested during a protest over a tree in Thanet. Campaigners are trying to stop developers cutting down a sycamore to build a block of flats on Duke Street in Margate. Police were called yesterday and are questioning two men on suspicion of criminal damage and a third man and a woman on suspicion of common assault. Kent Online reports. At Kent Online, you can see pictures of some of the damage caused by the strong winds in Kent overnight. A yellow weather warning had been put in place on Bank Holiday Monday through until earlier on today. The signage above Poundland in Gillingham crashed to the floor and a pub's tented outdoor area in Upchurch was damaged. Fallen trees have disrupted high-speed trains in the county and ferry crossings from Dover were also delayed. There are fears a busy junction in Faversham could become permanently gridlocked if land is set aside for thousands of new homes. MP Helen Waitley is calling on Swale Borough Council to rethink its housing strategy, with more than 3,000 properties potentially being built near the busy Brenley Corner Junction where the M2 meets the A2. Well, if the authority gets the go-ahead with its own local plan, a further 10,000 homes will also be built by 2038. Canterbury City Council are ending a decades-long tradition of holding prayers before meetings. Councillors voted to scrap the practice amid fears it deters non-Christians from wanting to represent their local areas. Some had argued, however, that it's an important custom and those not wanting to take part could always step outside of the meeting. 
Now, a Kent boy who had to have both legs amputated as a baby has completed his latest challenge to walk 100 steps without his crutches. Six-year-old Tony Hudgel from Kingshill has been raising money for the hospital that saved his life after being inspired by the late Captain Sir Tom Moore. His mum, Paula, says he's now managed to walk 200 steps unaided. It's just incredible. We never thought he'd take those steps and here we are and he is and I can actually say my boy's walking. I have no idea where he gets that from but yeah as soon as the challenge is set up he then smashes it and then wants to move off straight on to the next one it's just yeah he's just such an inspiration to so many and even to us as a family he's just kept us going Tony's raised more than £60,000 for Evelina in London. I mean, the hospital is our second home. Um, The the staff there are like family. Uh, We absolutely adore the hospital. They saved his life, and if it wasn't for them, he wouldn't be here today with us. And as far as challenges go, he's not finished yet. I want to practice to walk backwards in my legs. Why do you want to walk backwards? There's There's another reason why you want to walk backwards, isn't there? There's a certain dance you want to learn, isn't it? Or you're trying to do? Yeah. A moonwalk. Huge congratulations to Tony. I'm sure he will be doing that moonwalk very, very soon. And Ollie Alexander has been on our sister radio station KMFM to talk about his new Years and Years track, Starstruck. He told Gary and Laura on Breakfast earlier how the song came about after he went to a studio in the countryside to work on some new music. I took a trip out of London in between lockdowns being eased um, last towards the end of last year and I got to go to a studio in the countryside and uh, with the people I was making music with and we just had such a great week in in the, in nature, talking to the animals, you know, and, and we could see all the stars in the sky at night and we all talked about that because in London you just don't, there's too much pollution, you don't really yeah. see them. And so Starstruck came about the end of one of the, one of the nights and I can't even remember where it, where the word popped out of but um we just wanted to make a song that was super positive and for me like I I haven't really been feeling starstruck by anybody lately so I just really wanted to kind of create it into a song and like make that energy happen for myself somehow so when you when you listen to it hopefully you kind of get a bit of that. He also spoke about his experience acting on TV show It's a Sin and the amazing impact it's had for the LGBT plus community. If you missed the chat earlier you can listen in full now at kmfm.co.uk Kent Online Sport Cricket and the Indian Premier League has been suspended indefinitely because of Covid. Kent Sam Billings has been over there playing for the Delhi Capitals the country's struggling to battle coronavirus right now with more than 20 million cases. And staying with cricket, while the men might be struggling for form at the start of the season, Kent's women have made a great start to their campaign. They beat Middlesex in back-to-back T20 games yesterday after already recording two wins over Surrey in their opening match day of the competition. Grace Gibbs hit 60 in yesterday's first game and caught up with assistant coach Liam Cook afterwards at a pretty windy Beckenham. I think we sort of dominated the whole game, both batting and bowling, I think... Um, we had a good power play to start with and then obviously a partnership between myself and Brycey sort of through to 17th, 18th over and I think we both just thought if the ball's there to hit, hit it and it just, yeah, it came out lovely outfield here as well so anything that you did get was just flying away really. Uh, 60 for yourself, how were you feeling? Yeah, no, I felt good, I felt good. I think first first couple I hit, at, like, did come out in this all to be fair so I thought yeah no it's going to be a bit of a good day and I think I just picked the gaps well and like I said myself and Bryce we ran well communicated well so I think that sort of sets up 
for a target to bowl at. Kent are currently top of their group. Next up is a double header against Essex in Chelmsford on Sunday. Well, that's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can keep updated at kentonline.co.uk. Plus, you can subscribe to the IM News app, which will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.